Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers podcast. This is the GCG coming off of a red-hot week in college football gambling. Hopefully, you guys all tailed along. Um, just a day where like couldn't miss, man. Um, well over 500, like double digits games over 500 for the week. Uh, even hit some of my crazy stuff. Like I was hitting, hitting my solo bets and all that games I really liked, but then like even some of my crazy stuff I put in just, you know, to have like ah, some long shot stuff going, some stuff that, you know, how parlays are, you track them all day and you're kind of following along like, okay, I'm six legs in, you know, um, I hit two different 12 team teasers. So just a week I was really, really dialed in on. I hope you guys followed along. Mm-hmm. You know, those of you that listen tailed and uh, made a little bit of money because that was, um, I think I had one other week, one or two other weeks this, this year so far where I was, uh, around double digits over for the day, but this was definitely my most profitable day uh, just from a gambling standpoint in general. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's start talking the week nine slate. This slate doesn't appear to be as obvious um, or as many games. I shouldn't say obvious, but as many games that I, I'm into as I was last week. Uh, this week feels like there's a lot of bait, a lot of chum in the water from Vegas. Um Seems like there's a lot of games where there's a big underdog in a game that should be a close game. But uh, what are we realizing as this season goes on the whole entire year? Um, we're realizing that there are a lot of teams that just aren't very good. Um, and, and I'm talking a lot of teams that are ranked in like the top 15 in the country that actually aren't very good. Uh, here's looking at you, Ole Miss last week. Here's looking at... Um, What's another good example? Syracuse, not actually all that great of a team. Uh, these are teams that were cracking up into the, in the into the top ten. So it's a tough year from that standpoint, where there's a couple really good teams, and then there's a bunch of fucking average teams. So it makes it a little tough when those average teams that look like they're pretty good because of scheduling or uh, just because there's a lot of shit teams out there too. Um, you know, like a team like Ole Miss, for example, just just keep harping on them, I guess. Uh, they hadn't played anybody, and I said that last week. Going into that game, um, I said going into the LSU game, they really haven't played anybody, so it's really hard to know what this team actually is. Uh, and they ended up getting waxed by an LSU team that I, I don't really think is all that good. So uh, I, what was Ole Miss last week? Eight, eight in the country? So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. There's some really, uh, I don't know just teams that we don't know enough about because they haven't played a tough enough schedule. Um, There's really only like three or four teams. I would say three teams that hands down we know are legitimate teams. Ohio State, who hasn't played anybody yet, by the way, who is just playing their second road game of the season this year. It's fucking going to be Halloween. It's the end of October. Second road game of the season they will be playing this week. Um so as much as I, you know, I'm saying they're one of the elite teams this year. Also, how much do we really know about them? Alabama, I would put in that category, but I, I mean, they look human. Uh, they almost lost to Texas, who's what four and four at this point. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. There's just, you know, Georgia's the only one, and and they've had their weeks where they struggled, but Georgia's the only one so far that throughout the entire course of the season, I would say they've been elite. Even Tennessee, you know, got the big win over Bama, and and they're probably that fourth team, I guess, 
that deserves to be in that conversation right now where they look legitimate. But, I mean, they struggled against Pitt, who's not all that good. They, you know, um, so I, I don't know. It's it's a very tricky season. Let's get into the week nine slate. Let's talk about these games and, and we'll kind of go through and break them down. So uh, Virginia Tech traveling to North Car- uh, Raleigh, North Carolina to play the NC State Wolfpack. These teams are both off the bye. Virginia Tech has won five straight in this series. Devin Leary, the quarterback for NC State, out for the season. This team looks completely different without him. Uh, not that I thought they were, they were they were that great with him. Not that I think he's specifically that great, but it's a clear step down on the backup quarterback. I'm actually going to take the points with Virginia Tech here. Um, if they play up for a week, there's a potential they could win this game. NC State knows their season's over. So uh, it's one of those spots where it could be a sleepy spot with the Wolfpack at the wheel. Um, I'm not betting the house on this one, but I, I'm taking the 13 and a half points for sure. Um, I, I just think it's that type of matchup where Virginia Tech could come out with a little more fire under their ass than NC State does. Second game, these games are on Thursday, by the way. These are midweek games. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette is traveling to Hattiesburg, Mississippi to play Southern Miss, the Golden Eagles. Uh, this series actually goes back a pretty long time. Southern Miss is 40 and 11 all time against ULL. Uh, keep in mind that Southern Miss is kind of a traditional like group of five powerhouse. So there is that. Um, and ULL is more of like uh, what, what's been going on lately type of team. That being said, ULL is kind of getting it together as of late. Southern Miss, a lot of close wins, um, which is very defensive games that they play. Uh, nothing special on offense. The quarterback, they're down to a backup quarterback now, which, you know, happens like every season for them. Um, but it seems like Lafayette's figuring some things out. They had a lot of roster turnover this season. It seems like they're kind of getting back on track from last year. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Raging Cajuns in this matchup. It's not one I love, love, but I, I'm on that side of it. Utah is now laying seven at Washington State in Pullman. Both these teams off the bye. Utah won this game 24 to 13 last year. Three straight wins. All of them, thanks to COVID, have been played in Salt Lake City. So this is the first time Utah has traveled into Pullman in four years. Um, Pullman's a tough place to play. This is a night game on the midweek. Uh, I'm taking Washington State. I think there is live dog potential. I like this line a lot more. I originally got it earlier in this week at eight. Um, it's down to seven now. So I definitely liked it a lot more at eight. But um, I, don't, I don't know. This game, it has a lot of things that could happen. Washington State can win this game outright in a crazy home environment. We all know Utah's not great on the road. What happens when they go on the road? They lose to UCLA. They lose to Florida, two teams that I wouldn't consider to even be better than Utah. Honestly, they're not better than Utah. So um, this is an interesting matchup. Utah is the better team in this matchup. However, spot-wise, I'm going to take the points with Wazoo, maybe dabble a little with some money line play too. Um, East Carolina, this is Friday, is going to travel to Provo to play BYU. Uh, ECU off the big win over UCF. Not a lot of like history, obviously, between these two teams. BYU is laying three in this matchup. I think the number's about right. Here's what I'm going to say. This is a really far trip for a UC, or a ECU team that's coming off of a big win for their program. Uh, I don't think I'm going to trust them in this spot. It seems like the chalky side, the public side to be on. But uh, I'm going to lay the three points with BYU. I think a uh, night game on a Friday, this is a tough spot for ECU to get a win across country. So 
uh, BYU minus three. That's one of them. I really like them straight up. I will say that. Uh, minus 180, I believe, last I saw. I really like them to get the outright win, but um, I'm laying the three, too. Louisiana Tech, minus six and a half at Florida International. Louisiana Tech, um, I don't know. I'm going to lay the six and a half. I don't like this game at all, if I'm being honest. Both these teams suck. Florida International, a little bit of life lately, but um, there's there's not a lot of value in this game, if you're asking me. So not a game I'm super into. Let's get on to the Saturday slate. Starting off, um, you know, this game might be a little chronologically out of order, but I'm going to go ahead and just start with it because it's what uh, it's on the schedule I printed out. So Oklahoma State at Kansas State in uh, the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. This line is Kansas State minus one and a half. Um, this is homecoming for Kansas State. Oklahoma State obviously off that big close win against Texas last week. Uh, awesome game, by the way, in Stillwater. Oklahoma State won this game against Kansas State last year, 31 to 20. They've won five of the last seven. But this is a tough spot. This line, minus one and a half for K-State, tells me that Vegas thinks Adrian Martinez is playing. If Adrian Martinez is playing, I am on Kansas State in this game. If the backup, Will Howard, is playing, um, it's probably more of a no-touch for me. Maybe I go to Oklahoma State, depending on uh, what, what the line movement is at that point. Like, I wouldn't take Oklahoma State laying more than a field goal with Will Howard, the backup quarterback for uh, Kansas State playing. If it is the third-string quarterback that ended up playing at the end of that Kansas State game or uh, TCU game last week, then um, OK State all day because that dude was lost out there. He had no idea what was going on. So um, minus one and a half, though, Adrian Martinez, if that's the quarterback, and that's the way I'm betting it right now is as if Martinez is playing, I'm on K-State in that game. Ohio State minus 15 and a half against Penn State. Um, here's one of those games I was talking about where Ohio State's a big favorite Seems like they're begging you to take the points with Penn State. Now, Ohio State won this game by nine last year. They've won nine of the last ten. However, usually these games with Franklin at Penn State, usually these have been um, – they've been with within two scores. So I'm going to take the points with Penn State in Happy Valley. I wish this game was a night game, a whiteout like it should have been. But, uh, you know, scheduling advantages, what do I always talk about? Ohio State gets the advantages just like the SEC does. They bitch, their fans bitch all the time. Like Ohio State's just this perpetual underdog that gets screwed all the time. They get the same advantages. This game should be a night game. It should be the whiteout game. Penn State should have that big home field advantage. Now it's a noon kick, so not quite as much fire to the environment. But still going to be tough on the road. Ohio State definitely is the much better team. But uh, I'm going to take the 15 and a half with Penn State and just go off a of recent history. TCU laying seven against West Virginia. Anything seven or over, I'm going to take West Virginia. This is homecoming in Morgantown. Uh, West Virginia won this game last year. They've won this game four straight years against TCU, five of the last six. Um, TCU is the much better team, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I say it all the time. Don't fade West Virginia and Morgantown. You will not get rich doing that. So I'm going to take anything touchdown or over I'm going to take with West Virginia. Could be worth of a little money line dabble. I'm not that crazy about it. It could happen. Uh, recent history tells us it could happen. But I, I'm really a believer in this TCU team now. I've, I've been doubting them all year, and I watch them a lot because I keep betting against them, and, and they're good. 
even though they were getting shelled by K-State last week, even on the backup, even Will Howard was shelling them. They should have won that game. They should have beat TCU. It's when they went down to that third string, shit got crazy. But um, anyway, TCU is a good team. They're the better team in this matchup, but I'm not fading West Virginia in a home game in Morgantown, especially not on homecoming. Uh, next game, Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse laying two and a half. Uh, Notre Dame has Clemson on deck. Hughes is coming off that Clemson letdown game last week. This is a really tough spot. Anything field goal or more, I'm taking Notre Dame. Anything under a field goal, I'm taking Syracuse. This is typically a spot I'd look to fade a team like Syracuse. Uh, Notre Dame's defense is going to really play into this style of football. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Notre Dame win this game. I'm laying the points with Syracuse because I really do believe they are the better team this year. I'm not very sold on my Irish. This is my favorite team. I've watched them a lot this year. They're not very good. Stylistically, they could cause a big problem for Syracuse here. They could win. Under a field goal, though, I am going to take Syracuse. Uh, this is a letdown spot. It is. Coming off that Clemson loss and the way they, that, that Syracuse lost that game. Um, however, home game, you typically get up for Notre Dame, especially a program like Syracuse. So under three points, I'm taking Syracuse. Arkansas, minus three and a half at Auburn. Both these teams are off the bye. Auburn won last year 38-23. to 23. They have won six straight. Arkansas is going to get this game done this year. I'm laying the three and a half. Um, Arkansas has lost on bullshit the last couple times, especially the fumble when Bo Nix was there in Auburn uh, two years ago, I believe. Auburn has a bone to pick with this – or uh, Arkansas has a bone to pick with this Auburn team. Arkansas hates Auburn. They are going to get this win this year. They're the much better team. I don't know how Harson made it through the bye week, uh, still coaching. So um, ridiculous, but Arkansas is the much better team here. I'm laying the three and a half. Oklahoma minus one at Iowa State. Both of these teams are off by Campbell. Matt Campbell is two and five against Oklahoma. Oklahoma won this game 28 to 21 last year. Uh, here's the deal. I think these teams are two very similar teams, honestly. Uh, it just doesn't look like things are breaking the right way for Matt Campbell and Iowa State this year. I was really, really tempted to take them as the home dog here, but I think I'm going to lay the point with Oklahoma. I'm not very confident in this game. I don't like it very much for the sake of this podcast. I'm going to lay the one with Oklahoma, though. Boston College, minus 7.5 uh, at the Wrenchler. Um, no, this is Pratt and Whitney Stadium, East, East Hartford, Connecticut. Wrenchler, I believe, is UMass. But... Um, UConn catching seven and a half. I'm going to take those points. This is UConn off the bye. Homecoming for UConn. Boston College, second leg of a back-to-back road trip. They absolutely suck this year. Jim Mora has UConn playing with some heart. I'm going to take the seven and a half. I really like that. I got this game originally at nine and a half. I really like that seven and a half. Now it's getting a little closer and closer. However, I wouldn't be totally totally surprised if UConn just wins this game. Uh, Boston College is, you know, they're dead dead in the water, and they have been for quite a while. So. I'm going to take the seven and a half with UConn. Georgia Tech at Florida State, Doak Campbell Stadium. Florida State laying 24. Florida State's off the bye. Here's the deal. Jeff Sims. If Jeff Sims is playing, take Georgia Tech. If Jeff Sims is not playing, uh, I watched Georgia Tech give away that game to Virginia last week. Um, and, and that backup quarterback absolutely sucks for Georgia Tech. He is terrible. Um, I, I would never bet on him. No matter what the spread is, I, I couldn't believe how bad he was. So um, Florida State minus 24 is going to be my pick if Jeff Sims does not play. South Florida travels to Houston to play Dana Holgerson and the Cougars. 
Um, this is homecoming for Houston. USF is off the bye. Houston won this game 54-42 to last year. They have won this game six straight. However, the line at 18, uh, I know Houston's gotten it together. Uh, they're on a little bit of a roll. I know USF sucks, but I'm going to take the 18 points here. Nothing confident, but um, feels like too many points. Toledo minus seven at Eastern Michigan uh, in Ypsilanti <laughs> against Eastern Michigan. Um, I got this line at like nine earlier in the week, and I took Eastern Michigan. Seven or less, I think I'm going with the Toledo side of things. Toledo is the much better team. This is the second leg of a back-to-back for them. Eastern Michigan did win this game by three, 52-49 last year in the Glass Bowl. Um, but Toledo's coming off that disappointing Buffalo loss. I think this is a good rebound spot. Anything touchdown or less, I'm taking Toledo. Miami of Ohio, this is that great part of the schedule where we just get into Mac games. <laughs> Miami of Ohio travels to Akron. Uh, Infocision Stadium to play uh, the Zips. Miami of Ohio won this game by 13 last year, 34 to 21. They have won five straight. However, eight and a half with the way this Miami of Ohio team is uh, struggling, I'm going to take the eight and a half points. Akron's been playing with a little more heart lately, showing a little bit more fight. I'm going to take the eight and a half points with the Zips at home. Miami of Florida is laying two points to Virginia on the road. Miami has won this game five of the last seven times. University of Virginia did win the game last year, 32-28. However, I feel all right here. I feel pretty decent here laying the two points with Miami. I know they suck, but Virginia is really, really, really bad too. I think uh, Miami just straight up has more talent on that team and should be able to handle this game. Miami minus two, that's my play there. Charlotte travels to Houston, Texas to play Rice. Uh, Rice is laying 16 and a half on homecoming for Rice. Will Healy is fired for Charlotte. Finally happened. Very disappointing season. They've sucked all year. Um, that being said, Charlotte won this game last year, 31 to 24. Um, I'm not laying 16 and a half points with Rice. I'm going to take Charlotte. It's not that I love, but that's just too many points for me to lay with Rice. Uh, next up, Minnesota laying 14 against Rutgers. Not a whole lot of history to talk about here, but I think Minnesota can cover the 14 against Rutgers. I know Rutgers is having a pretty decent season under Shiano. Uh, they've already kind of surpassed my expectations, honestly, but um, we knew they were going to be feisty. It just seemed like they had a tough schedule for what they're doing, but Minnesota, I think, bounces back here, gets a big win. I'm going to lay the 14 with the Golden Gophers against uh, the Scarlet Knights. Old Dominion, Georgia State. This game's in Atlanta. It's homecoming for Georgia State. Georgia State off long rest after playing App State midweek last week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lay the three and a half points with the Georgia State Panthers against Old Dominion. I just think they're the better team. They should be able to cover that line, especially at home. Okay, on to the biggest cocktail party of them all. Uh, let's talk about Florida and Georgia. Minus 22 and a half, the Bulldogs. Uh, both these teams always take their bye before they play every single year. Georgia won this game 34-7 to last year. They've won four of the last five. Not a super competitive uh, rivalry as of late. Sucks when this happens to a rivalry. Um, however, 22.5 points, I think I'm going to take them. Um, it seems like they're baiting you to take the points here, honestly. There's a lot of reasons why I could probably go Georgia and feel okay about it too. However, I'm going to go with Florida. I'm going to take the points here. Nothing I'd love. Oregon minus 17 against Cal. Oregon coming off that big UCLA win with college game day there at Outson in Eugene. However, they won this game 24 to 17 last year. They've won it 11 of the last 13 times. However, this is kind of like the new Stanford. 
how Oregon always struggles with Stanford. This team plays a similar style of ball um, as Stanford used to play, the very physical style of football. Now, Oregon plays a more physical style of football these days, too. But Cal always seems to fuck with them a little bit. I feel pretty good taking the 17 points in this spot with Cal. Cal's not a great team. However, it's just, you know, a lot of emotions last week for UCL or uh, Oregon getting that win over UCLA and Chip Kelly. College game day there, all that. They came out. They showed out. But uh, now we have Bo Nix on the road in this kind of little letdown, sleepy spot. I'm going to take Cal plus 17. I feel pretty good about that one. Next up, let's talk a little Wake Forest football. Wake Forest first, Louisville. Um, this line started off at five and a half, I believe, when I got it, which is pretty close to what I actually projected it out to be. Minus six is my projection. It was around five and a half. Wake won this game by three last year uh, in Winston-Salem, but three and a half now is the line. Um, I, I feel like they're really begging you to kind of – get on wake which is scary because it's 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 going down um and i really don't feel like it's the public that's betting it for louisville but anyway um i don't trust this louisville team wake is the much better team here it's kind of shady line movement a little bit kind of feels like bait but i'm gonna lay uh three and a half with wake nebraska illinois illinois travels to lincoln laying seven and a half on the road both these teams off by illinois won last year week zero i believe uh, it was 30 to 22. I remember watching that whole game. Nebraska actually was the better team in that game, but they just <laughs> special team mishaps. You know the Scott Frost story. I don't need to rehash that. So um, Illinois beat Nebraska two straight years. However, seven and a half points. I'm taking those points with Nebraska. Um, the talent should still be on the Nebraska side of things. I know I fade Illinois like every single week, and I know it costs me like every single week. I'm doing it again here. Seems like too many points. I'm taking seven and a half. I'm not laying seven and a half points with friggin' Illinois on the road. I'm not doing it. Uh, Cincinnati travels to the bounce house, travels to Orlando to play the UCF Golden Knights. This is homecoming for UCF. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Cincinnati. Cincinnati won this game 56-21 to last year. They've won three straight against UCF. However, this is a really good spot for UCF. UCF lost to ECU on the road last week. They were looking ahead to this game. Gus Malzahn will have an interesting game plan for this game. I'm going to take the Knights to get the win. Knights win this week. They beat Cincinnati. I called this in the preseason, actually. I said that UCF was going to lose at ECU, beat Cincinnati, lose the following week at Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. So, um, so far, it's coming true. I think it's going to keep playing out that way. UCF gets the win over a Cincinnati team that I watched last week, and, and they were one of my favorite bets last week. I bet a money line, but I also did lay uh, three, and I I bought it down to the two and a half, um, and I didn't cover any of that. And, and <laughs> it was because Cincinnati had like 15 penalties, especially towards the end of the game. So um, I wasn't I didn't come away all that impressed with Cincinnati, if I'm being honest. I think UCF gets this win. Homecoming for Iowa at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. They are laying 11 against Northwestern. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Northwestern. Iowa won this game 17-12 to last year. Northwestern fucks with Iowa. Northwestern's won four of the last six straight up. Um, I got to take Northwestern here. I, I just do. I'm sorry. Uh, it feels stupid. I, know, I mean, honestly, neither of these teams are very impressive. Neither of these teams are very good. But recent history tells you to take Northwestern. I'm taking the 11 points. It feels feels stupid because Northwestern is one of the best power or worst power fives uh, in all the land, but 
11 points seems too high for Iowa. Northwestern fucks with Iowa. I'm taking those points. New Mexico State laying two and a half. This is at Warren McGurk Stadium uh, in Amherst, Massachusetts. They are laying two and a half against the UMass Minutemen. Um, and I'm going to take the two and a half points with UMass. I'm, I'm going to get Dong Brown to get the win here. This is a really far fucking travel for New Mexico State. Uh, even though they're both off the bye, I don't know. It's homecoming for UMass. Maybe there'll be like 15 fans there this year. Um, New Mexico State did win this game 44-27 to last year, so take note of that. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Don Brown to get this win at home. Far, far trip for New Mexico State. Temple travels to uh, Annapolis to play Navy. Navy length, 13 and a half. Too many points, I think. Temple sucks. Uh, Navy's been competitive this year, but I'm taking the 13 and a half points, even with it being homecoming against Navy, um, or homecoming for Navy, rather. SMU laying two and a half points against Tulsa. Homecoming for Tulsa. Tulsa won this game 34 to 31 last year. Uh, here's the deal. Anything over three, I'm taking the points with Tulsa. Under three, right now it's at two and a half. I'm laying them with SMU. Uh, obviously nothing I feel great or confident about. That's just my breakdown for that game. Western Kentucky laying 10 against North Texas. This is the second leg of a back-to-back for North Texas. Homecoming for Western Kentucky. They've won this matchup four years in a row. Uh, North Texas, I think in the words of the great Lee Corso, shot their wad last week, played a really tough game with UTSA. I think they're due for a little bit of a letdown spot here against Western Kentucky. I'm going to take the Hilltoppers laying the 10. Missouri travels to South Carolina, the Battle of the uh, Columbias. This is Columbia, South Carolina, though, as this game is home for South Carolina. They are laying four. I was really prepared to take Missouri, but the line keeps going down. Uh, I I was kind of thinking about taking Missouri because that was a big win over A&M that I uh, predicted in the preseason, actually. South Carolina, before I even knew A&M sucked, (laughs) I called that South Carolina was going to win that game. Interesting. Uh, Missouri won this game last year really close in the other Columbia in Missouri. They won it 31 to 28. They've won it three games straight. Um, but I, I just think South Carolina has a little more fight than Missouri. I think they're just flat out a little bit better, honestly. So four points, I think that's uh, in the range of where I feel comfortable betting it. Anything like up around the six that I was looking at before, I would have taken Missouri. Four points, I'm taking South Carolina. Uh, South Alabama travels to Jonesboro to play Butch Jones and Arkansas State, the Red Wolves. South Alabama won this game 31-13 to last year. They won four of the last five in this matchup. Um, Arkansas State was on a crazy cover streak there for a while, uh, playing really decent football for what they are. Um, but I think South Alabama gets right after that Troy uh, loss last week. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars to cover the 10. USC travels to Tucson to play the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, USC's length 15 and a half. I'm going to take the points with Arizona. Nothing I feel great about, but both these teams are off the bye. It's homecoming for Arizona. Um, USC's won this game nine straight times, but Arizona kept it close last year, 41 to 34. I think fans will show up a little bit. There's some excitement around this Arizona program. There's some good pieces there. Jaden Delore is good. Uh, Jed Fish has this thing going in the right direction. They're not great yet. But I think they fight in this game and keep it a little more respectable than uh, Vegas's line. So I'm going to take the points. Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, good old Rocky Top. We're going to be singing more this week. I think Tennessee is going to get this win. However, they are laying 12 and a half. Kentucky is off the bye. Tennessee is off an FCS game. Kentucky or Tennessee won this game by three points last year. Uh, 
against Kentucky, 45 to 42. They've won 10 of the last 12. I think Tennessee gets this win. However, 12 and a half points, I think it's a little too much. I'm going to take the 12 and a half with uh, Kentucky to keep it respectable. Colorado State travels to Boise, Idaho to play the Broncos. Boise State getting things figured out. They're laying 27 here. They won this game 28 to 19 last year. They're 11 and 0 all time against Colorado State. Uh, Boise is off a triple option game against Air Force, which is always a tough spot the next week. It looks like Colorado State, yeah, they're kind of improving a little bit. I don't know. Here's the deal. I'm not buying in. I'm not betting this Colorado State team. They're still kind of auto-fade to me. Um, I'm going to lay this 27 with Boise State, but I, I do not like that game at all. So don't uh, don't feel good just because I said that. Coastal Carolina travels uh, to Huntington, West Virginia to play Marshall. Marshall is laying two points. Coastal Carolina coming off the bye. Marshall off the win over JMU that yours truly did predict. Uh, I believe like plus 350 somewhere in that ballpark. I bet that straight up. Um, I was all over getting the points, 12 and a half. I love that. That was one of my favorite plays last week. Um, this team, you know, this Marshall team won me some money last week. However, I'm fading them this week. I think Coastal Carolina is the better team overall. Uh, they went into the bye week, got their heads right after that Old Dominion loss. I am going to ride them as the dog in this matchup, uh, taking Coastal Carolina straight up. UAB traveling to Boca Raton, uh, second leg of a back-to-back for UAB. UAB won this game 31-14 to last year. Dylan Hopkins, the quarterback for UAB, went down in that Western Kentucky game, um, and they looked a lot different with Zeno at quarterback, the backup. So um, I don't know. The line's minus 5.5. I'm laying it with UAB, but keep um, keep an eye on the quarterback. I don't know that I want to take a backup quarterback laying close to a touchdown on the road against a team that at least has some talent. FAU, you know, they have Taggart. They have a bad coach, but they have talent. So just be careful in that game. Watch the status of starting quarterback Dylan Hopkins. Now on to the rivalry game, uh, Michigan State and Michigan. They are playing in Ann Arbor. Uh, so home game for the Wolverines. Wolverines laying 22. Both these teams off by as they are pretty much every year. Uh, for this matchup, Michigan State won this game last year, 37-33. They have won six of the last nine. Um I'm laying the points with Michigan minus 22. It's nothing I'm in love with, but I don't know. I feel like with that number, they're baiting you into taking Michigan State. I think this Michigan State team's fucking terrible. I'm not all the way bought in on uh, Michigan as like a playoff contender this year. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, honestly. Um, But yeah, Michigan State, they suck. I'm, I'm going with Michigan here. I'm laying the 22. Seems like a lot for a rivalry. It is a lot for a rivalry, but I think one of Florida or Michigan State is going to cover. I'm not 100% sure which one. I don't think they both get fucking blown out, but I think that seems most likely to me. I'm just, I I really hate this Michigan State team. I really think they're bad. Um, That brings us to our next matchup Ole Miss minus two and a half at Texas AM. News coming out today a bunch of Texas AM players smoking weed in the locker room before the last game got busted. Just everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And I think it's all coming out because they want. Jimbo Fisher gone from that program. They're just trying to make more and more reasons uh, why the buyout can be justified. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Ole Miss. Ole Miss won this matchup last year, 29-19. They lost the previous three. However, the ship is off the rails for Texas A&M. I'm going with Ole Miss minus the two and a half. I know it seems like kind of a trappy spot, uh, second leg of a back-to-back. I know I just said Ole Miss was exposed last week. 
they're not as good as everyone thought they were they, they were going to be but like i said i think all the stuff coming out with this you know players getting caught smoking weed in the locker room blah 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 i think coming stuff is coming out intentionally to make jimbo look bad i think AM wants to fire jimbo despite the 90 million dollar buyout they're looking for reasons to justify it um I'm laying the points with Ole Miss. Arizona State minus 13 against Colorado in Boulder. This is homecoming for Colorado. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Arizona State. Arizona State won this game 35-13 to last year when things were different, and they were actually kind of a good team. Uh, this year, they are not. Colorado also sucks, but 13 points on the road. Too many points for me to lay with the Sun Devils. Uh, I am going to feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to take the Buffaloes plus 13 at home. Baylor catching two and a half off of Texas Tech in Lubbock. Baylor won this game 27 to 24 last year. They have won eight of the last 11 against the Red Raiders. Dave Aranda knows how to play against a gimmicky offense. I am not very impressed with this Baylor team this year. I have not been all year, but I do trust Dave Aranda as a coach. Texas Tech is a gimmicky offense. They fucked up West Virginia last, last week. I know that's more about West Virginia not being all that great. Baylor will have a good defense for this game. They will be prepared for this game, uh, and I think they will win this game. I'm taking Baylor plus the two and a half, taking Baylor to win the game. Pitt on the road against North Carolina. The line is now three. It started off around four, I believe. Uh, North Carolina is laying three. UNC's off the bye. This is homecoming for North Carolina. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Pitt, so everything bad uh, going Pitt's way. However, Pitt won this game 30-23 to in overtime last year. They've won this game two straight times. Stylistically bad matchup for North Carolina. Um, I honestly think even though Pitt's having a disappointed season, North Carolina, they're ranked. They look kind of good on paper, right? I think these two teams are right around the same talent-wise, really, honestly. Um, I'm taking the three points, and you could probably sprinkle a little on the money line. Stylistically, it's a rough one. Pitt's a very physical team. We saw it earlier in the year when Notre Dame played North Carolina. North Carolina struggles with physical teams. I say it every week. The Frilly offenses, they breed soft teams. I'm going to take the more physical team as long as the talent is close. I'm going to take the physical team in the matchup. Uh, And that fits the bill for this one, so I'm going Pitt. Middle Tennessee on the road against UTEP. UTEP laying a point and a half. Middle Tennessee off the bye week. I just think they're the better team in this matchup. UTEP's a nice story. Dana Devil's doing do, Dana Dimmel is doing a great job there with the Miners. Uh, but I'm going with Ricky Stockstill in Middle, Middle Tennessee to get the ship back right this week. I think they get the win outright. Stanford at UCLA. UCLA laying 16 and a half. Uh, they won this game 35 to 24 last year. However, they are just two and 12 in their last 14 matchups against Stanford. Uh, six and 16 and a half, a lot of points to be laying. I'm going to lay them though. I think Chip Kelly gets right. Uh, I don't love this one. I don't suggest, like I said, history kind of tells us Stanford covers. Um, but I think Chip Kelly might come out with a point to prove and kind of fuck this team up coming off that loss last week. DTR experienced Zach Charbonnet experienced Jake Bobo experienced a lot of experienced kids with like good heads on their shoulders on that UCLA team. I trust them to bounce back. Well, um, San Diego State against Fresno State. Fresno State laying eight and a half. Fresno won this game 30 to 20 last year. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for San Diego State. Here's the deal. Hayner plays. I'm taking Fresno. Hayner does not play. I'm taking San Diego State with the eight and a half. Uh, 
pretty cut and dry there. San Diego State looking a little better with uh, the new quarterback there at the helm. I, I like that a lot more than Braxton Burmeister. Nevada travels to play San Jose State in San Jose, California. San Jose, the Spartans are playing 24 and a half points. San Jose did not play last week. They had a player die, so their game was postponed. Uh, the player didn't die like in the game. I, I don't even, I never even looked into what happened, but a team member of theirs did pass away last week. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to dedicate this game to them, get a big win over a bad team. San Jose State wins it big. I'm laying the 24 and a half. Uh, final game of the night. Wyoming is laying 11 on the island against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Hawaii won this game 38 to 14 last year. They've won uh, two straight, actually, while on the island. So uh, things looking good for Hawaii inside the Ching Athletics Complex for this one. I feel really good taking Hawaii plus the 11 points, like really, really good. And I even think there's a strong case to be made that you can take Hawaii on the money line here and feel pretty decent about it. I would say money line sprinkle for the Rainbow Warriors. That is going to wrap it up for week nine of the Coastal Covers podcast uh, covering college football every single game, every single week. Just keep going. Just keep rolling along. Coming off a big week last week, looking to repeat. Again, I put out the call. If you hear that noise, it's an automatic friggin' cat feeder that just is spilling out tons and tons of food for fat-ass cats that live in this house. So there is that. <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyway, um, I've been putting the call out every week. If you want to take part in, if you are obsessed with college football like I am, and you think you can hang on a podcast and talk every single college football game every single week with me uh, and possibly my old co-host, Proto Papa, if he ever comes back, um, hit me up on Twitter at GCG underscore wins or the Coastal Covers podcast page, which is at Coastal Covers 24. Let me know. We'll talk it out. See if it's something that works. I say it every time. Also, it is not a paying gig. Uh, this is not a real company. It's one dude sitting next to an automatic cat feeder uh, who studies college football religiously um, every single day. So, um, yeah, there that is. Once again, Twitter handles at GCG underscore wins at Coastal Covers 24. Good luck, guys. Hope you have a good week, and I will catch you next time.